0: Here is now and welcome to the SBk crypto podcast 15 minutes of crypto my name is charles story i'll be your host the next 15 minutes we're coming live from the city of london shoreditch so let's get down to business so something that's hot off the press we've just released Um our video wrap up of our last event of our january event our biggest event thus far this year You got to check it out. It's an epic piece of work. The best place to do that is youtube so if you type into youtube svk crypto um, the event video will come up. It's called Blockchain 2019. You've got to check it out. It's an awesome video. I want to say a big thank you once again to the speakers that came down for that event. So here's who we had. We had our own Shane Kehoe, co-founder of SVK Crypto. We had myself, Charles Story, speaking. You had our own Oliver Mayer, our in-house blockchain analyst. We had Chris Dorr, who's the co-founder of Effect AI we had Alex Kazovsky who's the co-founder of azarus and we also had Mark Blinder co-founder of icon and of course we had Troy Nor- Norcross co-founder of blockchain rookies it was an awesome event a huge turnout a huge success So I want to say a big thank you to everyone that came down for that as well so here's what's been going down over the weekend in the last 24 hours <laughs> So we had Twitter CEO talking about Bitcoin on Joe Rogan's podcast. Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter and mobile payment platform Square, recently went on to the wildly popular Joe Rogan podcast to talk about his various ventures. Among the topics that came up was cryptocurrency, a recurring theme on the show. Dorsey explained he believes that the internet will have a native currency and he thinks it'll be Bitcoin because of the principles behind it and its origin. It was something that was born on the internet, was developed on the internet, was tested on the internet. It is the, of the internet. I mean, that's a great way to talk about it. And I, I think what's really interesting, well, with uh, Jack Dorsey, let's not forget that Square do offer um, the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin. I think the revenue was like $34.1 million in 2018. And <laughs> The cost of doing that business was 33.9 like they made I think they made like 200 200 grand in profit which was a huge um, it was a huge a huge revenue generating business but the actual profit margin of that was was pretty small right but um, I think it's interesting I think it's really great that you know we have tech leaders tech pioneers really taking taking the time to talk about Bitcoin and, and show why they're interested and why they believe in the technology itself um what else have we had going down so nevada which is a um mining maker reportedly made billions from miners right so could the impact of crypto winter have been harder on nevada corporation which is currently trading on the nasdaq its management has been confused this is what a recent report claims. RBC analyst Mike or Mitch Steves est- est- estimates that the company controls three quarters of GPU mining market and calculated it made a fortune from miners during the boom time, a revenue stream that it's now lost. We think that NVDA generated $1.95 billion in total revenue relating to crypto and blockchain, notes Steves, according to Market Insider. Just compares to the company statement that it generated around six hundred two million over the same time period as well. So, um, I remember I remember that was happening. We'd have all this big mining and GPU creators, and the, well, the GPU chip creators basically. All the CEOs were like freaking out because um, of the of the absolute excitement that was happening in the crypto space, and they didn't want to basically make out that that was their big revenue stream. And they were making all their money from that because it would freak investors out that that was. Um, that it well it freaked investors out because they didn't understand what was happening in the crypto space and for them to be like, oh, this is our biggest revenue stream now and for the market to go away like it has, you know, and then they look bad. So they kept on coming out publicly being like, oh, you know, crypto is great, but like we, not all of our revenues are from cryptocurrency. And it was really interesting to see kind of their opinion and their disengagement away from the space. But it's true. I mean, a lot of the profits that they made and the big revenue um, Increases were all from cryptocurrency miners buying the chips for their mining rigs. All right, so let's get down to today's show Um, Here's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about something a little bit different I'm going to talk about ripple and we're going to speak about kind of the banking solution that Ripple presents and offers to the world ripple has had a lot of uh, Backlash in the cryptocurrency and blockchain community for not being decentralized for being a money grab for many, many things out there, for not being community driven, for not really giving, or not really caring what anyone else thinks about them, so on and so forth. But, you know, Ripple does represent a real use case. So, with that in mind, let's jump into today's show. So, Ripple was the name of the blockchain network striving to transform the banking industry into a more internationally connected system. The company. Has launched the ripple net which promises to be one frictionless experience to send money globally Basically by partnering with ripple for cross-border payment settlements banks and merchants are able to send money anywhere in the world with less wait time Significantly lower fees and more transparency on a network. That's extremely robust against hacking attempts so in the world of fintech There are two upcoming players as far as business-to-business cross-border payments are concerned, So Swift and Ripple. Swift uses the traditional messaging software to promise its clients full transparency and same-day fulfillment. The company is becoming industry standard as more than 10% of businesses to do business transactions 2017 were completed through Swift. Not to mention more than 150 banks have already signed up. So where exactly does this leave Ripple? Well, welcome... Xcurrent, a product launched by Ripple as an alternative solution for banks and payment providers to process cross border payments. The benefits of Xcurrent include full transparency, a real time financial messaging system, transactions completed within seconds, seamless integration with banking software, and perhaps the most transformational aspect of being the ability to process payments in any currency. To drive the point home, For a merchant to process payment through a bank, the bank has the ability to instantly relay those fees and foreign exchange charges applied, which can be then relayed instantly to the consumer. This is in sharp contrast to the uncertainty of fees when it comes to traditional cross-border payments. Streamlining this process could potentially raise the ceiling for e-commerce in the future. Imagine a world where you can securely purchase anything from anywhere. Ripple has already championed by several banks around the world. One notable name on the list is Santander, which in October 2018 became the first major UK bank to facilitate cross-border payments using the Ripple network. Santander has actually launched an app that runs on Ripple and allows clients to make cross-border payments. This sets a big precedent for the future of cross-border banking and legitimizes the Ripple as a competitor to SWIFT. American Express is another giant that has shown interest in Ripple. Amex released an article citing McKinsey's warning to banks and the need to innovate the current cross-border payment infrastructure. They even compared the two current solutions available, SWIFT, And Ripple, it is clear from this report that Swift, although promising in terms of convenient and transparent solutions, is still second to the intermediary and foreign exchange conversion technology backing Ripple. Which is why Amex has thrown a bone to Ripple by recently employing XCurrent as one of their service providers, utilizing them as a cross-border situation. So... um, All in all, promises of blockchain tech ushering in a new age of international banking have long been on the minds of crypto enthusiasts. It is clear that cross-border payments are a major hurdle in this increasingly connected global economy. There is already pressure on banks to transform the financial world to better cater to the needs of monotholic, on-demand international economy, Consequently, the rise of Ripple in the cryptocurrency market is a direct result. Ripple now ranks as the coin with the second largest market cap, which in part is due to the extremely comprehensive and easily accessible solution they can provide merchants and payment providers around the world with. From lower fees to no more backlogs exchanging currencies at various rates, Ripple and the products is offering a paving the way for the next generation of international banking. I think that's awesome you know what i mean that that's taking place um ripple obviously spearheading that and they're really leading the way and we have to remember as well is that this takes time to be adopted the technology takes time to be adopted by big corporations and i know a lot of people out there you know the mindset that you know maybe this maybe big corporations are something that we don't want to deal with and you know we're trying to change the world just with by transacting one another and I also really understand that argument and, and believe that as well. But what we also have to understand is that for this to impact the lives of everyone, it needs to be adopted by corporations who have a lot of users signed up. So, I, I, you know, listen, Ripple are doing some, some great stuff. Um, they're, they're not the most decentralized solution out there. Um, they're The Ripple token, the XRP token doesn't they don't use that token itself right like banks don't use that token to transact with one another they don't you know it's a frictionless system so there's no there's no situation where people buy the token and trade it with one another that just that just doesn't happen so i can understand you know the case for the XRP token to be you know called into question but you know what ripple are doing with their software solution you know it's really interesting and on top of that We also have the guys at Ripple going into members of parliaments here in the UK and all around the world kind of pitching blockchain and then pitching Ripple, right? But, you know, that's one step further to people understanding this, to people wanting to accept this. So, you know, all in all, I think it's a good thing. And I think that, you know, the more people we have in the space innovating, pushing forward and trying to build out their vision, their business, everyone's a winner. Let's go. I also want to say a big thank you to everyone that's been subscribing to the podcast. We've been blown away with the subscriber figures and the downloads that are coming through. So thank you all so much. It means so much to us here at SVK Crypto. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you know it makes sense. Um, The best way to get in contact with us is as follows. Telegram SVK Crowd. That's an awesome way to do it. Myself and all the team are very active on our Telegram page. That's where you're best to get us um you can you can hit us up on email my email is cstory c-s-t-o-r-r-y at svkcrypto.com if you don't already follow us on twitter at svk underscore crypto you know it makes sense that's the place to be we're one of the best and most engaging people you'll ever follow so you gotta follow us share some of throw it our way let's go so with that in mind that's a wrap i gotta bounce thank you for your time and attention as always that's a wrap